Recessions Podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and today I have a very special guest. This session wrestler uh, I know is going to be really just making headwaves for a long time to come. She is, I, from my, what I can tell, kind of newer to the business, but really excited. I know a lot of people are really excited to be sessioning with her. We have the one and only Lady Justice on with us. So, Nadia, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to ask you, how did you uh, kind of discover and, and try to get and like get into session wrestling? Um, so about, let's see, like six years ago, I, uh, after a bad breakup, decided I would become a dominatrix. And okay. uh, that didn't last very long at the place where I was working, but they did keep throwing me into wrestling sessions. Um, I have a martial arts background. I'm almost six foot tall. I enjoy wrestling. So um, I just kind of uh, transitioned into session wrestling from that world. Okay. So I have to ask, so what led you, was it kind of always in the back of your mind or what led you after like that breakup to, to say, I want to get into being a dominatrix? Taking my power back. Oh, awesome. 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 And that kind of was just, uh, were you kind of like doing like research or like looking things up? Like, or was that something that was kind of always an interest of yours? It's always been an interest. I uh, I certainly did my research. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always was like, how cool would that be? Like the stories I could tell and like, it was fun for a bit, um, you know, and but it's like after a while, it kind of just gets old. Like I still enjoy BDSM in my personal life, just mm-hmm. as a professional uh, dom. It's like very few and far between that I do any kind of work like that. Okay. And why why was it that you kept kind of getting thrown into the wrestling sessions like uh it's the martial arts background okay i I can handle myself very well um and i was one of the tallest girls right wow so were you always uh i guess like into like athletics like did martial arts come later in life or was that growing up as a kid you got into it yeah as a kid um when i was i think 13, I started taking Taekwondo and I almost got up to black belt, but my parents didn't want to pay for the ceremony. Oh. And I'd started getting interested in tournaments. So of course, my mom's like, Oh, God, you're gonna get hurt. So they pulled me out of that, like, basically one step before I got to black belt level. But I still pursued jujitsu later boxing. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely like the session world a lot more than the uh, BDSM world. Okay. Now, uh, what kind of triggered, what, did you know about the session world? Like, no, not at all. Why dominatrix or, okay. No, I learned that there were all sorts of kinks going on, like people that like balloons and just all sorts of like weird fun stuff. So like, I never even like thought that that would be a thing. And so then I found out about it and I'm like, oh, that actually sounds really fun. Right. No, I I think um Nadia? Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure you still okay. Um I, I also do agree though. I think a lot of people don't really know about session wrestling. Like they know about BDSM and DOM work, 
Mm-hmm. But session wrestling, it's very uh it's very rare even to this day that I'll meet like people on the street who know what I'm talking about when I when I mention it. Oh yeah. I, I have a lot of explaining to do when people are, are like, wait, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I I beat up boys and I take their money only because they asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally because they asked for it. No. That's that's really cool. That's awesome. So now how long have you kind of been, you know, in fully into like session wrestling? About five years now. Okay. Oh, so that's wow. All right. And you're you're out in the Midwest in Denver. Um. Well, right now I'm in uh, Denver. I'm just kind of uh, taking this pandemic opportunity to just kind of travel around. Um. And uh, I don't know. Just if if not now, when you know, I'm gonna have to go back to work eventually and. Yeah, I don't know, just kind of road tripping around. But yeah, I'm typically based out of Chicago, whether or not I'm going to stay there. I'm not quite sure. We'll see what I find while I'm kind of traveling. Okay. And is there is there a favorite type of session that you would say you like to do? Competitive. Wow, okay. And so now that's different because a lot of times you hear semi-comp or just pretty much like no no fight back from that 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 male so how come you like the competitive so much because it's the closest you're gonna get to like actual fighting i mean obviously we're not trying to harm each other you know um you're you're gonna get hurt like i kind of look like a leopard all the time just covered in bruises but (laughs) but it's just like it's more adrenaline because it feels more real like you know as opposed to just you know kind of tossing around someone like a rag doll which if someone wants that sure but like i kind of notice it's like you most people they don't want a fantasy session they just want to make sure they lose so like i always like ask my clients before i'm like you say you want fantasy but i'm pretty sure you want to lose and they're like yeah, I want to be guaranteed to lose. I'm like, okay, well, I'm pretty well trained. And I think it kind of hits a little bit harder when you do fight back a little bit and you still lose. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it. So it's, uh, it's, it's kind of reading between the lines there of like, because yeah, I think a lot of us, I I can't speak for every person who, is a you know like a paying customer but you know like the guidelines like of like the types and you you know you don't like you said you don't want anyone to get like actually hurt you're not trying to hurt anybody so it's it's kind of uh trying maybe sometimes and some people do want a fantasy but sometimes it's trying to find the the like the best the best compromise you know like so Mm -hmm. like it's not competitive but it's it's like fantasy kind of makes it where like, all right, it's the closest I'll get to losing. But I find it interesting that you found like, yeah, like a lot of times that's it's losing by any means necessary, really. Yeah. Now there are some really fun fantasy sessions. Like um, one of my favorite clients uh, goes out and buys um, like clothes at Goodwill. And then we have like this cat mm-hmm. fight role play, like which over the years has gotten so stupid, intricate. Like it's, it's just hilarious. But yeah, then wow. So you have to, you have to a cat fight role play. Yep, and then we just basically tear apart like whatever kind of outfits uh, they brought. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna probably eventually <laughs> turn it into like a little like mini series. Um, one day I will start up clips for sale, but it's hard to find the time. 
but yeah, I mean, I do have a lot of like role play clients that just come up with a lot of interesting stuff too. So like, yeah, there's a distinction of like, now, do you want a fantasy because you want to lose or do you want a fantasy because you have like a role play that you're like exploring or, you know, maybe you just want to have fun doing some improv. Right. And is that kind of something that you kind of enjoyed? Like it kind of brings you back to the, the dominatrix days, like those, those creative, like kind of ideas that like clients will throw at you. Sort of. It's more, um, I'm actually a performer as well as a session wrestler. So um, a lot of the stuff that I do is kind of on the fly anyway. So I guess like the theater nerd inside of me, it just kind of gets a little happy when I get to play with it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, no, that's awesome. You're talking to someone who uh, dabbled, I won't say I'm full on, but like dabbled in working in, in some theater as well. That's really cool. Awesome. No, no. So how long have you been doing uh, performing? Um, For, I don't know, probably like eight years. Um, Actually, I'm going to say this on air because uh, my uh, boss does not care about this, but I do kids parties. So my friends are always laughing at me and they're like, so what day is it today? Are you going to go like make kids happy or beat up a man? Which one? <laughs> my friends are That's just like really cool. you have the most ridiculous life and i'm like yeah it's it's quite interesting by design yeah i i i mean and don't get me wrong much respect to those who and i do a nine to five you know i'm in in like social work and stuff but oh, good for you. so like oh no well, thank you so like i i i'm i understand but like like those but like i'm with you where you know, I like, that's why I like doing, you know, we're get, I'm getting, I see light at the end of the tunnel as far as me doing a session. It's been going on like 13 months since because of COVID, but um, I like doing the sessions. I like doing podcasting. You know, you, you, I like that interesting kind of like, I like doing, helping out when the, the when the cast is cool, at least uh, helping out and doing some theater stuff, like, you know, getting those creative juices. And it's always, like you said, always and exciting and, and interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like diversity in my life, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say I kind of have a nine to five, uh, but mine is sales. So I guess I could just sort of dictate my own hours. I don't know. Makes it flexible. No. I, yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. And so has that, has being a performer, like, been like some kind of uh like a help for you in doing session work that you wouldn't have thought yeah absolutely like I can come up with stuff like right on the fly like, I, I don't really hesitate too much um I'm pretty casual in my sessions you know and I feel like a lot of my clients if you read the reviews are like oh she's like actually like pretty chill like fun like I'll talk to my my I, I hate saying customers sorry um, I'll talk to my clients, you know, just kind of like how we're hanging out, you know, because you can't just be like going out at the whole time. Like you still have to be personable. Like I still want people to enjoy like the time that they spent, like even when we're like catching our breath or taking a break for some water. Like, yeah, it's a people job. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that I don't, I don't think people, you know, I've had some past conversations when I've done a session or even now doing this podcast that like you know I didn't really think about beforehand but how much of a people job it is and 
you know, asking people how do they kind of do that self-care and like wind down and shut it down because you kind of have to always be on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's actually one thing I... I'm sure that can be a grind. That's one thing I don't miss about doing a pro-dom work. I think that's one of the reasons why I just kind of like left that side of the industry. It's just because like it it is draining. You do have to do a lot of self-care. I mean, especially if you're doing dangerous things with people, like if you're the professional, like I got to watch you, make sure you're fine and safe. And, you know, I'm not trying to injure my clients or anything. I'm not trying to like have them go into a weird headspace, you know? And so it's just kind of like, you're basically focused on the other person the whole time, you know, you're secondary. Mm -hmm. Um, So it does take a lot out of you emotionally. Whereas like wrestling kind of just like comes way more naturally because it's like such a primal thing. Right, right, right. And now, is do you find it with these when you find someone who does like fantasy and role play? It's usually because I guess there there's definitely more parameters within session wrestling than there is like when you're just a, a pro dom. So like with these like role play like like the like the client you have with the the cat fight in the suits, mm-hmm. are those like ideas more? still like okay like you can find enjoyment you're not worried about fully the client as much i mean sort of with that one we don't go like super hard i definitely have a couple clients that are like blue belts in jujitsu and really give me a run for my money or or just straight up kick my ass that's that's refreshing actually um but yeah like the role play clients tends to be a little bit lighter because the focus is more on just um it's it's more of a mental like kind of like how do I how do I explain this? It's more about like the scene than it is like you know winning like or the physicality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I I understand what you're saying. No, that's that's awesome. And something I always kind of found interesting and you kind of just mentioned it. And I wanted to see if it's happened like to you is I've talked to like session wrestlers who have had guys, you know, come in who were like, I'll just, I'm just throwing numbers out. Right. But like six, three, two, sixty five, two seventy five, And like, we're, we're, you know, jacked and we're trained and they knew like, okay, like I'm not going to win. Uh-huh. But have you ever had someone, I know we're not always supposed to judge a book by its cover, but like somebody came in and you kind of looked at them and you're like, oh, okay, this is mm-hmm. a little guy. And like, they kind of surprised you and like took it to you a little bit, like doing a Oh session. yeah. Yeah. I like training goes a long way. Um, one of the last sessions I had in Utah, like blue belt BJJ, like I didn't lose completely what i lost um <laughs> did not win um that that guy knew what he was doing but i think he was like five foot seven 165 for reference i'm five foot 11 and like i think 190 now um so yeah i've definitely got a height and weight advantage but it doesn't matter because if you know how to like twist people's joints and you know your holds then uh, yeah mm-hmm. you can work all of that against me now, did you know he was a blue belt going into I did. it, or did... okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay? So, so that hasn't happened yet, where someone doesn't kind of say anything, 
and then like while you're rolling, you kind of can tell their their skill. Because I I've seen that honestly in like my personal life where I, you know, I've gone to like parties and like this like, and the thing is, I I'll be honest, I knew it, but like this female friend of mine, I knew she was like a brown belt in jujitsu, and she was, you know, like five three, like one thirty. And so people were talking about, you know, guys talking about, like, wrestling around. And so she kept it quiet. She was like, oh, I'll try. And then, like, she's twisting everybody <laughs> up. And then it was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> I'm a brown belt. So that's why I was like, has that happened to you yet? Where you're like, oh, okay. Like, you've done this before, obviously. I mean, I've <laughs> certainly had some people who haven't told me anything. And then we hit the mats and they clearly know what they're doing. Um, I've also had the opposite of, you know, some, like, jacked guy who thinks he's got it going on, and then just, like, it, it doesn't work for them. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. No, that's, I, I can understand. Yeah, it, and that's true. You get both. You get the guy who comes in who thinks because he's a guy and he's made way more that he automatically, you know, this is just going to be fun or easy for him. And then he gets that rude awakening. Oh, yeah. Um, I've actually, uh, I had a police officer once come into my studio and lost twice in a row, um, two weeks, uh, which that was freaky. Like the guy <laughs> comes in and he's just like, don't freak out. But, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to freak out about now? He's like, I have a gun. And I'm like, oh. and he's like, it's okay. I'm a cop. And I'm like, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make it better. Um, <laughs> no, not no, at all. But, like they don't actually teach them any kind of like nonviolent de-escalation, which I, I really think we'd have a lot less problems with police if you know they had a little bit of jujitsu because it's mostly a defensive art form. If you know what you're doing, um, and yeah, no, right. that that guy like could not believe it. He's like, "How does this happen?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I'm only a professional fighter, dude." <laughs> like. <laughs> He was actually very nice. I just, like, uh, okay. was so freaked out. <laughs> now, was he a physically, like, big guy? He was lean. Well? Like, he was in shape. He was lean. Okay. Um, and, like, yeah, he was strong. It's just technique. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Now, because you did Taekwondo, and I and now you're doing... Are you doing any other martial arts besides Taekwondo and then Jiu-Jitsu? Is there anything else you've practiced um, or I mean practicing? I've kind of I've dabbled with like a little bit of Muay Thai um but just from friends um I have a lot of friends who are okay. into martial arts and before COVID we would kind of just have like little Skillshare nights at our places and just train together when we could find time um I would love to try Krav Maga um I've heard lots of great things mm. about that but obviously right now is uh, not the time Right. Now, would, would you say, like, was there one that kind of, I know to succeed, you have to obviously put a lot of hard work and training and dedication. Was there one so far that you've tried that kind of came more natural to you than the others? Or was it all pretty even? It's for all you? pretty even. Like, I'd say jujitsu kind of makes sense, but also jujitsu has so many, like, pretzel moves that just don't come naturally like you just gotta force your body to remember it um like i don't know i guess like i gravitate more towards that one than the taekwondo recently just because i'm not really into striking i'm not a very violent person in my personal life so 
Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Um, would you say that's the I maybe this is a hard question to answer, but like if there was a young woman or a young guy, I have like a uh, she'll be five next month, actually, my niece. And she, you know, has watched uh, thanks. She's watched Cobra Kai. And so she's into like, you know, wanting to do karate and stuff. But would you say jujitsu if there was like one like martial art that you were like, if you had to pick one for like a young child to like start learning, is that the one you would say like to go with? I would say so because it's mostly defensive stuff. Um, they don't really teach you much striking, but the submissions are effective. Um, I have unfortunately used them in real life. They are very effective and you don't have to hurt someone um, or you can hurt someone really, really bad. Um, but it's also great, like, especially if you're a smaller person to learn how to manipulate people's weight. So like, you know, if she's five, she's obviously going to be small for a little bit. Like that might be much more effective <laughs> than like, say like boxing or anything like that. Just, you know, No, I, I, I totally, I agree. And I, it's something that once, uh, once we're getting a little bit better with restrictions, I'm going to get back into trying it as well. It is, uh, I do think you're right. It's, it's that so many other martial arts, I know you don't look, you're not supposed to look at like Mm -hmm. the size, but like the size is just to an extent, a, a factor, but like jujitsu is the one that like, I see like, okay, like, yeah, you could that kind of like as close to neutralizing that factor as like you, you can get. You see mm-hmm. it with like jujitsu. Yeah, where are you based out of also? Oh, I'm not. Ah, okay. Yeah, so cases are still pretty bad over there, probably. It's getting, they're starting to open up a little bit more, um, but it's, it's, it's getting better. Um, so, like I said, like, I don't want to jinx it because you've heard it before, but like there's light at mm-hmm. the end of the tunnel to some extent. Like if, if we slowly, you know, st- you know, start opening up, not just like acting like it's, it's yeah. not here anymore. Like then I think it can, we can get there, but, um, cause I'm kind of wondering, and we have a little bit more time, but yeah, it's like, you know, we're in March and then as it gets warmer out, will people start, to like forget. You I know think what I mean? so. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah, that's and that sucks because I miss the East Coast. Like that that's like my favorite place to tour around. Philadelphia, like Pittsburgh, New York. And yeah. Oh really? That's my oh, typical okay. uh, tour circuit. Like I'm still doing the sessions sparingly, but I wouldn't go to like New mm-hmm. York City or LA or like I'm going to really small places and just kind of on sponsorships. Like there's no way I can just do like 10 clients in a week. No, no. Um, I feel like some are starting to come. Philly's getting better. Like we're opening up like, uh, you know, that was big news today of, um, you know, the teams. I'm a sports fan. So like the, the Flyers, the Sixers, you know, the Phillies can have like limited crowds. Like that got announced today, so it's it's like opening up a little bit, um, and so I think we're getting better. So I don't I don't think it's as definitely not as bad as like L A yeah. and stuff. But um, and I start to you know looking on like session girls. There's 
starting to see a little bit more people in the near, like in March and April are coming to Philadelphia more than it has been in the past year where it was like, which is good. Uh, like a ghost, like you weren't seeing anyone yeah. coming here. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe in a few months, you know, with the right precautions still, people feel safe like other session wrestlers feel safe to come yeah i'm about to uh, take a road trip down to texas and my whole plan is just basically to hang out with my friend and make some music but dallas is i think maybe like an hour from where she's at and i'm kind of just like do i throw a date up there like because texas is pretty bad like at least from what i understand i'm sure it's kind of calmed down with you know the winter storm and everything keeping everyone inside, which, oh, my God, they got it bad. But, um, yeah, they got hit. I have family down there. It, it was, it was yeah, a that's, disaster. I, I, like, I am, like, angry for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, like, debated it because I'm like, I know I have clients in Dallas, but that's just such a risk. Like, do I mandate people, like, get tested, show me the papers, show me the Carfax? Like, there has to be a way to do it safe. But, like, yeah. in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Texas. Well, that's – and that's where I'm kind of confused on – and more – I mean, everyone, you know, it's not my business. Like, I'm not here to judge. But, like, when I've seen, like, certain session wrestlers have continued to session and they're like, oh, we're doing precautions. I'm like, well, what are those precautions? Like, are you – because, you know, part of me is, like, I, you know, besides, like, taking the temperature. Like, I've heard some, like, taking temperatures or, like, scrubbing down before and then scrubbing down. So, it's just so much. That's why, like, I kind of, like, just held off still because I'm like, I don't know, like – you got to be really on point, like, and then who knows, even if you're on point and then some guy, you don't know where that guy's been and he's carrying it. And what if he's asymptomatic? And it it, it was just a lot of like things that I'm like more power to them. If they're, if peep session wrestlers are going out there and having sessions, but I'm just like, how are you navigating it? And being, cause you're just so, you know, so close and you can't help it. Like, now, I've had clients you be know. like, so do you want the mask, like, on? And I'm like, that's not going to matter in a bit. Like, I think most of us just assume that, like, the clients that hire us are not are not stupid people. I mean, my rate is, yeah. I don't know, like, 250 local and upwards to, like, 375, 400 when I travel, depending on how competitive. But so, like, it's not exactly, like, you know, if someone can, sorry, I just like went back upstairs. Altitude here is kind of sucks. Um, no, it's okay. But yeah, I just assume <laughs> that someone who can afford $300 in an hour, they're not stupid. They have jobs. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they have like obligations. So I think that's the mentality of most of us. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear you. I, I would hope so. Um, because I, I can say for me, and I, I've talked to, like, Hans Vanderkill. He's, like, my co-host, you know, at you know for, for the show. We'll talk. And, like, before, like, a couple months ago, it was, like, because it's something I've been doing for the past, like, decade, you know, is doing sessions. And, and depending on where I'm at financially, some years there's more than I do mm-hmm. other, you know. But 
uh, is something that is a I knew it was a big part of me, but then when it's not around for a year, you realize how big a part. And there's times where you you get Jones and where I'm like, maybe I'll drive, you know, MPA. Will I go to like Connecticut to see somebody and blah 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 and do all? And then you start because then you start missing it, especially like people who I know. For me, I'm pretty open with like the people I know about it, but some people it's very like it's a yeah. hidden part of their lives. So when like it's hidden and they kind of miss it and they're jonesing for it. Then sometimes I get nervous. I'm like thinking about it. Like, well, are they making that wise decision or they're just kind of like, they miss it so much. They're just, especially being stir crazy in the house and you know, you just want to break out. So I, 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 I am with you. I I would think so. But sometimes I kind of, I had to check myself where I was like, wait a minute. Like, go on clips for sale and buy some videos or something, you know, like, but for a while I was like, maybe I will just do it. Like maybe like, but then I'm like, well, no, like I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. I've like, so far this year I've sessioned, um, in Albuquerque, one person and then Omaha. Um, but I kind of like check the cases pretty obsessively about where I'm going and it's, yeah. Not like I'm planning a tour. It's more or less like I'm gonna go like visit this national park. Let's see if I can like book one. But I kind of limit it to how many people I have per per week. Because I mean, the risk is always there. And if I do come down with something, then I gotta contact everyone that I've been around, do contract tech tracing stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna say I'm not going to. I'm just not gonna work in New York City. No. Which, speaking of, are there people like traveling to like New no. York and LA right now? I don't think with LA. I feel like everyone has right. been leaving LA. Um, New York, I feel like it's a little bit has recently been better. Um, New York has kind of it's still not as vibrant as like you know regular New York, but I feel like it's it's a little bit better with people going there and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's just been within the past like few weeks of like more vaccinations yeah. coming out and stuff like that. So people, people, uh, you mean you mean as far as session wrestlers, or do you mean uh, like session wrestlers? Traveling? Session wrestlers, I see North. I I never really check New York for me. I have seen some in New York. Uh, I check usually it'll be mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, like Philly, because uh, Pennsylvania's big. So like <laughs> like Philly. And then, like, New Jersey. And I've seen more for Philly and more for Jersey okay. happening. Like, that I I have seen. Okay, yeah. I'm still too afraid to and I know, go out there. But a lot of people are getting vaccinated. No, like I, I, I don't hear you. I had clients email and just be like, I'm getting my second shot soon. Like, when, are you, when can you come out here? And does that make you feel a little more? Oh, absolutely! Like, I haven't been able to like hardly do anything like that makes me happy for like a year. I can't perform for children because children are not responsible, <laughs> um, and I can't like be like touring. So it's yeah. just like it's like a huge part of my life and identity for the past like five six years. And you know, I just got to sit patiently. And yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an existential crisis. Like, I definitely miss it because it's just, like, it oh, gave my sure. life so much meaning and, like, pushed me to, like, work out more and discipline myself. And so it's a, yeah, I can't wait. No, no, because I'm getting the, knock on wood, second shot 
um, on Monday. <laughs> yep, not going wood. So on Monday, so that's where, and I'm carrying like I have the from the first shot. I have the the card, and I'm gonna like I'm like I think I'll just carry this around like like my license or something. Like, I'm just gonna hey mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm good. Like <laughs> look, like I'm okay. So like because that's giving me more confidence than like you know you know it takes like they say two weeks for it to really get into your system. So like end of March, like feeling more comfortable to like to start Good. sessioning myself yeah i don't know how to go about get to get the vaccine seeing as i'm self-employed um yeah they'd probably be like why do you need this i'm like i sing to children and i fight men <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully it keep it keeps pushing you know they have the the one vaccine out there like the, the johnson and johnson so they're aiming for hopefully every adult can have the opportunity to get it. I read something today, like oh, thank God. by May, which he, yeah, it's crazy. Cause my mind always works like, um, by the weather. So like today, like we had some like 45 to 50 degree days the past few days mm-hmm. here in like Philly. But like today, the high, like it was like 32 and the wind chill made it feel like 20. So to me, May feels like eight months away mm-hmm. when it's really it's two months away. But when it's cold like that, May might as well be a year from now because I'm like it's just freezing. So, um, but yeah, May is is around the corner, and I'm I am hoping because I I think uh, it's it's one of the one of the many you know silver linings and what's been a really tough year for everybody. But like doing this podcast. I didn't plan on doing it like we, you know, it started like in the July, early August of 2020. And it's been helpful to really talk to those session wrestlers who I've, you know, would session with and aren't seeing and, you know, talk to people who are fans like me in the community and like, okay, like you feel united and I feel united with it more than I did when I sessioned these years. I never met anybody unless I met a session wrestler. I never knew anyone else. So like, it's been, it's been a silver lining in that way to like, you know, stay connected and, and really not that I think I did take it for granted, but really like as a reminder to not take it for granted, like this opportunity and, and appreciate. Yeah, I what think that's a good do. lesson for everyone. Like not just, you know, us who like wrestling, but anyone who likes to go to a concert or, you know, like go to a party or do mm-hmm. anything. Like I really hope this, this experience makes people appreciate a little bit more. Um, cause I would have never thought that this would happen at all. And, uh, now we're here like a year later and it yeah. is, it has sucked ass for so many people that, yeah, I hope people lead with a little bit more, uh, gratitude as a result. No, absolutely. No, I, and I, I agree. And, you know, I, I heard you say something earlier, though. You said you, you're going to Texas. Yeah, to make I have music a friend named a friend. Ava Thompson. You can look her up on YouTube. Uh, she writes some music and plays some covers. And I don't know, just um, we're not really doing anything right now. Um, I play piano and I sing, trying to find like a mandolin so I can bring that with me on the road. But yeah, that's kind of my plan. Um, oh, my cool. kidnapper go camping, fishing. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. How long have you been uh, um, since I was like twelve? Um I wouldn't say I'm like super great. i I'm definitely way better of a singer than I am a player. Oh, okay. 
So I meant to, cause I want, I forgot to, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I wanted to ask you with performing and being like a, you said, using your words. So don't, you know, don't hold against, don't beat me up. Don't Only if you ask me. for it. And or, you can... or beat me up too bad, I should say. Oh yeah. Don't beat me up. <laughs> but like, were you more of a musical person or did you like doing like dramas? Um, I'm definitely more leaning on the music side. That's been a little okay. rough this year for lack okay. of inspiration and just having to motivate yourself to do stuff. I've definitely kind of not been practicing as much as I should be, but that's also just because I'm not really hanging out with too many people. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. And I think everyone kind of understands like this, the mental toll this has taken. It's, it's, it's it's hard to get that inspiration and motivation at times, at lots of times. So I I think you definitely get a a big. Yeah, pass I am proud of my fun. friends who are still kicking ass and like writing albums. I'm like, good for you. I'm kind of jealous. Like you're totally taking the time because I mean, one day things will go back to normal and we won't have so much time to just kind of do whatever. And uh, I have a friend that's recording an mm-hmm. EP right now. You have friends that have come out with albums. So good for them. <laughs> Still kind of jealous, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, hearing that, you know, that you have this performance side, I guess that it like how how come you haven't started a clips for sale page? Like the first question and the second question is maybe cuz like Hans is on here, but like for those who don't know, because I, you know, I think a lot of us, like, who don't, don't do research and think about it, don't see how hard it is, like, all, a lot of these aspects of the job of being a session wrestler. So, like, what are also some of, like, the hard parts of getting started, like, a clip? Yeah, for sale so I uh, haven't started it in the before times just because I'm usually really busy between, like, work and other projects as well as sessioning um right now it's just because i'm traveling around a bit i started in OnlyFans, um so if people want to find me on that my uh, screen name is saga draga um but uh yeah there's a lot of production stuff like and i already knew that it's like it's not like you just shoot a video throw it up and then people just hand you money you still gotta edit it you have to produce stuff you have to promote it so i think i just kind of like haven't started because i'm like that's going to be a kind of a big commitment work-wise to do like even the OnlyFans is still kind of a commitment like it's been kind of giving me a little bit of life to be able to shoot pictures and edit them but it's a little bit more from like the promotion aspect like I don't know I just put my business mind on and I'm like okay that is actually a lot more work than you would think it would be so I guess that's why I haven't but Mm -hmm. I probably should since I'm not really doing anything much No, no, and I, 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 I can say from someone who I do this, I do a few podcasts, and it, it's like the performing part is, is the fun part. And I, I, someone told me this one like a couple years ago, like that's the fun part, showing up and like recording, but like promotion, editing, and the tech, like that's that's yep. the the work side, that's the hard part, and like it takes that commitment. And so I, I totally get it. Um, but with you being, you know, hearing your, your, you know, your story and how creative you are, I think like, you know, whatever that, if you decide to 
to do one, like it'll be great because like that platform to really because that those are the videos I think are really cool with when you see like obviously like if you know you're you're a fan of different types of set whether you like lifting carry or scissors you're going to be hooked on it but then when you see like really creative stuff like on you know video it like really will mm-hmm. like lure people in more. yeah and i think uh, the improv part would be really fun i could make some hilarious shit with that but yeah hopefully in the next few months i'm off road tripping i do have a film buddy here in denver so i should probably hit him up and see if we can find someone but also like right now it's like well like if i throw up an ad on craigslist then i'm basically inviting more strangers into my home so i don't know (laughs) that's that's something i always wonder too like and i kind of haven't i i've gotten it answered but haven't like when talking like all fair with people but like is it like when you find when you see these guys who are kind of like jobbers in these videos, like is it like kind of like part of me is like is it like like you said like Craigslist like some like some form of just asking and people volunteer? Is it like people that they've done like paid sessions with and they feel comfortable with over time, or is it like friends? Like how? Because part of me is like I I do that job yeah, it's like free I, session. I, hell I do it for free. <laughs> Like, you know, like to be in, yeah, to be in someone's video. That's why I'm like, how does that like work? Like, yeah, I like, know that a lot of the know, session I mean? girls, like we trade off videos. Um, I know uh, like if you go stay with uh, one of the wrestlers in Chicago, she'll let you stay at her house, but you have to like help her with her clips for sale. So it's kind of like this like work trade thing. And that's kind of what I hear how it goes mm-hmm. for like a lot of other wrestlers that board girls that are on tour. Um, but I've had a couple clients that are like, you know, if you ever need a spark partner, if you ever need like a video partner, like, let me know. And I'm like, okay, you want a free session. I see this, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have some friends that are interested in it, but it's just kind of, it's hard to get them to actually like do the stuff when they realize that it is kind of a lot of work. So and this might be kind of hard, but from what you've heard, what goes into having like a good jobber, like a guy like who's like like you want to have over? And I over wouldn't and know like someone who videos. doesn't have like a clips for sale. Um, I do have like a few people that I spar with, and I guess as far as you know what I do have experience with, those are people that are pretty evenly matched with me. So it's kind of good for me to practice and you're patient with me. If I'm like, okay, I'm going to try out this new hold. Like my hand goes here, like foot goes here. It's not like exciting while I'm trying to figure that out, but they just let me kind of like play around with them and be like, uh-huh. So if I do this, then, but yeah, I don't really have uh, any experience in the video stuff. So I can't really answer that. Yeah. No, I, I understand. Yeah, cause I kind of always wondered, like, because it's just things like you don't think about, like, it's like what what makes a good, like, other person in that video? Like, is there a guy like, because I've heard sometimes because I'm like, well, then is it like acting? Because like, if like, you have a guy, cause sometimes I've heard like people want, even if like the guy is like physically, like, imposing. But, like, no matter what the script is, no matter what, even if, like, he can't fight a lick and he's wrestling someone and loses, 
like that I hear like people don't like to see that they want to see like someone who is physically smaller mm-hmm. be that guy. You know what I mean? So it's always like, well, there's like, if you're a bigger guy, you have to be like a really good actor and like sell better. Like what, like what's the key to like, you know, cause it's not like you said, like, I think a lot of times people think just pull up a camera and shoot, but it's, it's hard. Yeah. To and I mean, as far as like height think. difference, like, or like size difference, that's like a whole fetish in and of itself. Like there's, there's a huge difference between like the right. guys who asked me for fantasy stuff and the guys who are like, I want full competitive. Like, I don't know. I like watching competitive because it's just more adrenaline. I don't really have that much of a fetish for it, I guess. I don't know. I guess like my my partner is smaller Mm -hmm. than me, but that doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Your real life? Yeah, I think he's like two inches shorter than me. But also he's fast. We have wrestled like, and he is fast. (laughs) He knows what he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> no that's really cool that's really cool now is that how has that been i've had a couple episodes like is that like an adjustment like how like or like what is the adjustment like for dating and being like, um, a i'm very upfront dom? and honest with like how what i do and everything i'm like i don't want to act in my personal life like fuck you pay me um i'm very comfortable being who I am. I don't intend on stopping <laughs> like the wrestling or performing or traveling. So I just kind of sort of like lay it on the table and I'm like, if that's cool with you, cool. Um, I'm also not a monogamist. I do have a primary partner, but I don't really, just doesn't really make sense to me. So I guess I automatically don't treat date very traditional people. And like that kind of helps if you're yeah. traveling around a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, if someone doesn't accept me for who I am, I'm not interested. I don't want to change. I like myself. No, um, and you're speaking to someone who has also been involved in a polyamorous relationship too. So I, I, I'm with I you. have um, dated people who they say they're okay with it. And, and then along the line, like we start fighting about it and mm-hmm. it's just, it's lame. Cause I'm like, well, you knew this when you dated me, maybe don't date someone who travels around fighting dudes for a living. Yeah. That's not for you. Yeah. Fat. And I'm, that's a great point. Cause that's what I've kind of on, you know, my self always trying to be, hopefully, you know, you strike out a lot or I strike out a lot, but try to be better every day. But that journey of reading between the lines, because there's times when I've looked back and the words were, I'm okay with it, but then everything else, like in, in, you know, after like all, like the, like you said, the arguing and not being okay with certain things. And then I'm like, but you said you were okay. And then like, you look back and it was like, yeah, your words did say that, but then I should have seen like everything else was like, nah, like, so, like, trying to, like, because sometimes you're right, like, and that's something that I didn't think about. I just thought, you say, I'm good right. with it. Like, like you said, being up front, I'm good with it. Okay, then. But then that happened, like, a couple times where I'm like, but you said, I'm like, I could have sworn I was in that conversation when you, I told you. I remember talking to someone who looks just like you, and you said, that's cool. I'm good with that. And But now we're having these arguments. And I didn't change anything. I was honest, but it's like reading between and that's where like 
like I've tried to work on like seeing like is someone really comfortable in their own skin yeah, and they say it's not a okay. point right now yeah. where I'm kind of like all right if you've never been in a poly relationship or like you're not you if you're just really vanilla like I I'm automatically like really cautious about it like is this person gonna try to like change me like oh if I'm mm-hmm. a good enough partner to them they'll like want to like quit wrestling and like not yeah. be like into BDSM or like be monogamous we're, we're just gonna get married and right off to the sunset like that, like I don't want to be in that trap, so now I'm kind of just a little firmer about my boundaries. But um, my partner accepts it. Mm. Um, that's not an issue for him. He actually really likes it. Like, there's definitely guys who are like, "Oh, you do that? That's hot." <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's and that's really cool because I think um, another reason you know i i like doing like this show and 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 you know one of the things like i can say i probably did take for granted a little bit not on purpose but Mm -hmm. i mean who does take stuff for granted on purpose but like is is missing because you're you're around and nothing wrong with being vanilla like there's no judgment you know here at all but when you're like around you're the only one who's not vanilla and you're around so much vanilla and you have certain I've been lucky and I need to say this more like it's not the majority it's the minority of my friends and people close with me who are very even though they're vanilla they're they're legit understanding and accepting and and cool and like they don't ask questions to make you feel like you're like a reality TV show or something but dealing with so much of that other way of people asking questions and they're saying like, I'm cool with it, but they're making you feel like you're a weirdo. I miss being able to meet with other people and do these different like get togethers and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, teach their own. Those are just not your people. Like I have a lot of vanilla friends who are pretty normal and they don't make me feel like I'm like some zoo animal on display and they don't judge me. They're like, that's cool. That's not my thing. But like, do you whatever yeah well because um i think we've had it even people who have like fans who have emailed the show and and i think everyone has to come to their own journey because i've said it in the past like on on here like i didn't wake up and was like just like hey here i am and like like i had to go through a process of like being comfortable like expressing like Mm -hmm. this is what I like to do and not caring about it so like for you was that always like like how was that was that was that a journey for you or was it always pretty much you were like this is what I like to do like my parents moved around a lot when I was younger so it's like every few years I just go to a new school and especially like becoming a teenager realizing you're like bisexual like it puts you in an interesting platform because you're like okay well, I just moved 10 states away and I don't know anyone here. So I'm not going to lose any friends by like, say like coming out as gay or like coming out as this or that. Like I have a fresh start to just be basically be myself and like not feel like anything's going to get taken away. And it's, I guess it's just like more effective, like but I've kind of mm-hmm. taken that mentality. Um, and also like, it's just like, once you have the freedom to be yourself fully, like authentically yourself and you don't have to act or, people please like you don't really want to go back 
Like, why? Why do I need to expend this much energy to get this group of people to yeah. accept me when there are 7 billion people in the world? So, like, I guess from, like, a young Absolutely. age, like, when I came out, like, was pretty early that now it's just kind of like, here's me, whatever. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the truth. It is it is like that. It's it's freeing and you don't want to give that freedom up once you're just like this is this is who I am and yeah, you take it or leave it. Like you're it, not hurting people and like, also you're kind more. of inspiring other people to be themselves. Like like I'm kind of an utter weirdo and it just like in a way just makes people around me relax a little bit more. Because it's like, yeah, okay, the ex dominatrix who like sings to kids and fights men is going to judge you. Right. <laughs> like, you're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I had this conversation. It might have been on the podcast recently. Yeah, so forgive me. I, I, I can't, re- but like, I was talking with someone about it, like, not knowing, like, people just, like some like either friends or acquaintances or some people they don't know well, but coming up to them and talking about like really personal stuff, like their sex life or relationships. And they're like, that's always been the case. And I don't know why. And I kind of said, I was like, I'm like, here's just a theory, but like, actually was on the podcast. And I'm like, just when you have that kind of, when you're just, you're a curious person, you, you, you want to you think outside the box you you're 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 not just like one track minded i think people feel like they can kind of sense that and they feel like yeah like this person's not going to judge me and i can be free to like kind of say this cuz i think like we all want yeah. that we all want to just everyone like, wants to judged. be accepted and like it's kind of exhausting in our world like how much performative just bullshit we have to do um but like I travel around everywhere and I'm not shy and I'll just have a conversation with strangers and I'll make friends everywhere I go because they know that I'm just like, I'm literally just existing. Like, and I am who I am and they're having a real authentic conversation with you. Like, and yeah, I mean, your vibe kind of echoes with echoes with whoever you're with anyways. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I was going to say something else, but I think I lost it. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, absolutely. Um, now, uh, has there been any session? Have you, like, session wrestled with other session wrestlers or, like, like gotten to know or? Yeah, um, I've only session sessioned wrestlers with one other one um, in, like, a client session. I have done one clip with... Uh, Becca Jaguar, I did a boxing clip and I met Jolene Hex in Vegas, who's an absolute sweetheart and also another case of someone smaller than me who can absolutely kick my ass. Um, yeah, she's seven years Krav Maga. Oh, really? <laughs> she is tough. Um, but yeah, other than that, just oh, like texting wow, okay. with other girls. I mean, we do check your references. Um, so yeah, I have a couple of them in my phone book that's just like, oh, hey, what about this person? Like, you know, and we communicate or like start talking about stuff like or, you know, every once in a while you get a shitty client 
and then you just kind of bitch with the other girls kind of like how you would vent with your coworkers. And at the end of like the spilling of the tea like yeah you know yeah. you just kind of like cool so if you're ever in like this place let's grab a drink <laughs> no no okay that's really cool wow i didn't know that about uh about jolene i know like jolene hex like and i didn't know like like I, I don't know why i guess there's some like session wrestlers you kind of like know are badass like mm-hmm. like bb lane or ariel x or like jen thomas and then others like like i don't know why it doesn't come across like they are like yeah, so, and like, she's an absolute sweetheart like, i wouldn't have guessed that that's one thing i really like about this scene especially com- like coming from a bdsm yeah. environment like the women in this in this uh kind of culture they're all really empowering women like we're not in competition with each other we're pretty supportive like you went to the gym today fuck yeah like whereas like i don't know i guess in the bdsm world from my experience and i guess also just like performer worlds there's kind of a little bit more cattiness and this competitive vibe which i understand especially if you're doing like nightlife stuff like networking trying to get your gigs but it's just uh it's a little lame so it's really refreshing to like have all these like strong powerful women like they don't have shit to prove to you they're not competing with you and they're just gonna be like fuck yeah get it girl like that's such a good vibe Yeah, and that's that's a great point because I feel like, um, you know, everyone it offers like different. You know, they can overlap, but they're different. Like the type of sessions you get, you know, like a session with you will be awesome, but a session with like Jolene Hex is awesome, but it's it's different, and there might be some similarities, like where it's it's session wrestling, but like, and so to me, it's like encouraging, like being like encouraging and talking someone up mm-hmm. will only help everyone you know what i mean then like that like divisive will like hurt session wrestling or whatever you're doing honestly it goes beyond session wrestling but like when you're like being positive and supportive like to me it only it, it it's a it's right thing to do but b it, it yeah, helps and it's and, also like i mean if that's, this, that's this really is cool. your job like it's like if you were to work in an office and everyone was kind of like trying to one up each other eventually you're just going to be like man this sucks like i don't even feel like going to work <laughs> whereas like if people are supportive and you have like buddies yeah. in there and you're you're encouraging each other and helping each other grow like then you're just automatically way more excited about your job because it's not just like your job it's your time that you're devoting like you know you don't get time back these are your experiences No, and I I can say, I I dabbled over the past few years in the theater, like community. It was community theater, and I why I did it was because you know a um, friends of mine were involved in it and wanting to support them and help out. And I thought, oh, well, it's community, so somehow I thought it wouldn't be that bad, but it was very competition and the cattiness. And I come from a world of you know, mm-hmm. loving sports and also I'm to me, I'm like teamwork. And that wasn't really I the norm. And it was like it was like mm-hmm. well teamwork for your click. 
You know what I mean? But not teamwork for like, oh, aren't we all on it? And like, let's make it. Hey, we're all part of this. We're all in. You know, cast the the crew, everyone. Let's do it together. That wasn't the case, and and I, that's kind of where I separated. It was like, oh, I don't. I'm going to give you know three months to rehearsals, you know, and then you know when the show goes up, like a month of like on on the weekends, like it's airing. We're running. Yeah, I, and also I it's want, kind of funny that misers, um, the you know? theater kids are dramatic. <laughs> I will say not not all productions are like that. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. it kind of sucks that you had that experience. And also, like they really don't pay you enough in theater. <sighs> no, no, this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And this was community, so that's where it was like, well, what am I doing here? Uh, but it, it, I, I do, people have asked me what I get back into it. And I say, one day, I think I'd like to dabble again, maybe finding that right mix of you know, people who it's not mm-hmm. that cattiness or it's not overwhelmingly that cattiness. So no, nah, but it, it is cool. Like when you see people really come out their shells. And yeah, perform, I also think, you know, like it, when you really are awesome working with a cast, like, especially for extended amounts of time, you're packing a lot of people. It's a small amount of space. Tensions will fly. Like, and especially if you don't have a budget that always strains things a lot. Cause mm-hmm. You're just, you have less to work with. Um, but yeah, that sucks. That's, that's not always the case, but. I don't know. You put a bunch of people in a room and have them work really hard and oftentimes miss sleep like someone's going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the truth. And so I think um, I, I, and I, I know because I've met really good people. So I w- I've met really awesome people like in that experience too. So it wasn't all like negative. It, it just, uh, it kind of got soured at the end of it, but it's it's kind of why I think um, I like doing like like you know I'm, I'm on this episode by myself, but whether like podcast, I'm always curious about like people and how like when I see people who work together well, like how do they do that? That's why I, think I like like teams or different, you know even like with shows or like, you know, theater or like movies or people like they've had a great set, a great environment. Well, like, well, okay. Like learning, like how'd you captivate? Like how, how'd you get like a great mm-hmm. team effort? Cause like it does. Actually, make the I difference. used to work in a theater and I also do not miss it very much. I mean, I miss, I miss production. I miss creating, but uh, I don't miss the stress. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 um, it is. It's well, you know what? I I knew on stage like would be like like well, it could be a lot. I did not know how even backstage the, the that was really the eye opening. Like, man, the pressure backstage is a lot too. Like, it's 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 a lot. And that's where like I really kind of like felt it at first was like that like experience like and and uh, miscue even though like it wasn't your fault and a cast member like going off on you and you're like what like like it was all like that guy. oh this, this is intense so like uh, i, I have all sorts of memories for me i'm glad i did it <laughs> <laughs> right right no no but i i 
I think that's really cool. Like, I like that about because, I, you know, there's so we, – and we kind of hit on it a little bit, but, like, the misconceptions of whether it's it's BDSM or session wrestler or whatever the case may be, and it's almost like, oh, like, like is at, you're so abnormal. And it's like, no, like, like, I think that's really cool, like, the versatility that you're, you're talking about where you, you do, like, performances for children and you, you did, like – theater background but you can sing and you play the piano and you oh, can take most guys boring butts. life like, that's really cool and i can say so far is you're 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 hitting you're checking it off like yeah, it's, it's anything a little but stressful because i, I really sometimes cool. feel like i'm flying by the seat of my pants but uh i don't know Sometimes I'm like, maybe I would be more secure in like a full-time job and an office. And then I think about it, I'm like, oh no, I'd go crazy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it really is. It's, um, I think there is like, and someone who like, I don't know, like the, the psych major in me, it, it does take like a certain wiring and sometimes I'm baffled by it, like. But it's cool. It's what makes us all different. But there's people who are wired to, like, do that nine to five. And I think doing, like, like theater or doing, like, uh, sessions that's so, like, they can't comprehend. But I like letting people know, like, well, everyone's different or, like, quote, unquote, weird to somebody. So I'm like, there's people who look at, like, that you know, white picket fence life and like that, like, you know, nine to five and you come on in and you want to, you know, weed whack air. and people look at that and go, that's weird and foreign to me. So like, that's why like we shouldn't have judgment because that, like you said, that, that nine to, and I'm, I'm doing it like, like, you know, again, I took a break during the pandemic, but like, it's, it's an adjustment to like sit there and like, do paperwork yeah. and stuff. I'm like, this is just I hard. I feel I'm like not if wise. I really enjoyed my job, like, and it felt like I was like making a difference in the world, I could probably settle down for a nine to five. And I've done it too. I mean, like I've had some projects where I was like really passionate about it, but like, if I don't care about the job, eventually just, I just get burnt out. Um, it's kind of why I like sales. Like I don't have to be there all the time, but I do need to perform. And the only reason they let me do whatever I want is because I'm good at it. <laughs> So it's like the quality of the work over the quantity. But if I had to be there 40 hours a week, oh my God, I think I'd go crazy. But also also it's like the like grass is always greener on the other side. There's definitely days where I'm just like, you know, stability sounds nice. Like, I know I'm not like suffering, but sometimes it's stressful, especially now with the (laughs) pandemic of like, where's my money coming from? Oh my God. Like it's never as serious as I think it is. I just overthink myself. Um, yeah. It's also just like, as a self-employed person, you're self-motivating yourself. So like, I'm not used to having these kind of gaps of unemployment. So my stress brain is just like, you're not doing anything. Ah. <laughs> Even though there's not too much to do, it's just, that's just my impulse of I don't know. I guess <laughs> guilting myself into doing some more work. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And you're you're right. That's always I I try to for me anyway, like I used to believe in that that term dream job. And I try to I alter. I think there's jobs that like 
anyone can have that like, oh, it fits and it's great and you love it, but there's nothing that's perfect and there's always going to be aspects mm-hmm. of a job or a lifestyle that like you don't like. And hopefully the passion that you have gets you through the parts that you're not the biggest fan mm-hmm. of. But like there is, like you said, the grass is always yeah, green on the maybe other maybe side. Maybe one day I'll settle down and I'll be too old to do this or oh, some so- injury will take me out. I don't have to quit, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. So I yeah, I really do this was really awesome and I'm really glad. Yeah, absolutely. This is the first to, to podcast I've done. And... Yeah, no, you're cool, man. Um also when are you airing this so I can promote it? It'll be probably two week or okay. a week and a half, so like the end of next week. So probably awesome. like next. Cool. Not I this need coming to start weekend, a Twitter so I could week. do a little bit more promoting for the OnlyFans. So hopefully I can throw that up there and on my page. I edit my bio on Session Girls all the time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and. Yeah, and how about one more for everyone listening? Um, it's a Saga Draga, so S A G A D R A G A. Thank you. Okay, Saga Draga. That's awesome. I like the name too. <laughs> so no, so thank you to thank the you, one dear. and only Lady Justice for joining us on this episode, and yes, absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the After Uh, Hours Sessions podcast. Peace. No, no, this was great. Um, I'll and I'll email or let you know once the show is up and everything. So yeah, I'll probably work on the edits um, this weekend and like to get it ready for the following weekend. I'll try to try my best to stay one ahead, like you know. To be ahead of the game. Awesome. But, yeah, Thank no, you for, this was for your time, really too. Cool That's some good questions. You. Really awesome. Oh, no, thanks. Yeah, I, I like to just kind of. I, I'm a guy. I like like the, the long form kind of interview, but like really getting to like in as much, you know, the time that we can like show people, like get to know you guys and and make this a platform where it's it's a positive yeah, one where people, people get to know like <laughs> who you guys are, too. Exactly, as people, and like, I I find like that makes other people who maybe haven't sessioned with you want to like like session more with like that's what I've seen from this podcast like because it's cool to like see like oh like yeah like and like like you you did this because you have mm-hmm. a love for it not just because it's like oh a easy paycheck you know and so I think it's really cool I like this platform for you guys to like you know show because everyone has like who i've talked to have like interesting passions and backgrounds and and wow like how how they got into it like it's really cool so i think it's always like fun or like a different type of session that they like also this probably helps to kind of just bring it more into the mainstream because like honestly like this isn't as weird as bdsm like fights are exciting (laughs) Yeah. 
And I, I don't get why I think BDSM is more in the mainstream than this. And I, I've, I've no, I definitely think it's like way more of a niche thing. So whereas, like, think? I think everyone who has like gotten into a real fight can agree that it's like that's a lot of adrenaline. Like, it's quite a rush. Like, it. And as far as like BDSM goes, those are some like interesting yeah. kinks. Like, I don't know. Like, I like needles. Most people are like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> like. <laughs> no no i i because i even i've told like certain friends in the past like i'm like yeah, i've seen you like play around with your girlfriend like they horse around like play wrestle and i'm like that's mm-hmm. in a way like a version of what i'm doing i'm like that's the at its simplest form is like that like i went over like your house and you and her were like play wrestling i'm like now it's a little more like thought out, like or what type? Like we we have communication about it, but I think most people should try I'm this. Doing. I mean, provided they don't have like any like abuse trauma that might trigger so, some bad feelings, because like most people who have tried it for the first time, they're like, "This is actually really fun." I'm like, "I know," so I do it. Yeah, and I think absolutely. Like, if you're a couple mm-hmm. and you because it's different, you could do like like you know a sex fight, like evolve fights. Or like oil wrestling, you could have like like fun with it. So that's why I'm like, I agree. I kind of I low key like from talks with Jennifer Thomas in the past because she kind of when me and her session and we still talk like all the time. Like she like encouraged me to do it, and then finally over the summer talking to Hans like talked about like trying to get this into the mainstream more and like you know. Mm-hmm having this be one avenue to kind of help do that. Cool. So, yeah. But, no, absolutely. And, and um, hopefully I can, we can meet in person for a session and, uh, you know, once oh, yeah. things I'm, are a little bit, you know, make my way safer back to and the more East comfortable Coast. for you. Yeah, yeah, especially uh, hopefully in a couple months, which like we said in the podcast, maybe not the best thing. I don't know. Hopefully, we can make it. But when it gets, you know, starting to get warmer out, yeah, um, we'll we'll see. (laughs) You know, we won't be you won't be freezing out here. (laughs) No problem. You have a good night, man. But no, but thank you so much, though.